0: throw some analytics at you in the first segment that omar ruiz from the nfl network is going to round out guest week here on locked on cardinals giddy up you are locked on cardinals your daily arizona cardinals podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team
1: every day
0: Welcome in. Come on in. The water's fine. Alex Clancy. Whoa, that was weird. Uh, Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Please subscribe to the YouTuber's channel as well. Uh, Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Again, I am your host, Alex Clancy. It's been a fun week. Mina Kimes Monday, Mike Gullick Jr. Tuesday, Matt Money Smith from NFL Network Wednesday, Kyle Odegaard, our boy on, uh, you know, yesterday. And Omar Ruiz from the NFL Network is going to join me. Now, Omar, he's paid closer attention to the Arizona Cardinals than most national media members. He's, you know, he's covered them loosely at times. So he has more insight than just somebody in the national media who, you know, knows because they cover the whole NFL. Um, but, he you know, he he just knows more. He's got a little more insight. And I'm really excited to get him for two segments coming up. You know, I don't normally talk about analytics on this show. But during the offseason, it's like, who cares? We're going to talk about everything. So I'm going to hit an interesting stat, number, index. I don't really know. But there are smarter people than me that put numbers to things that rank yes. <laughs> That's pretty much the extent of my, uh, my acumen when it comes to what we're going to be talking about. But there's also a, uh, a way too early preseason uh, power rankings. Um, and you know, this is, so let me start with this. So ESPN put this out and the title is the win loss records, playoff, Super Bowl chances from uh football power index. Now this is different. This is from Seth Walder who was in ESPN analytics. They have the Cardinals ranked in this just about the off season and going into 2022, pretty much at 19th, um, just from offseason moves and things like that, which I think is about right. You know, the trade for Hollywood Brown, things like that, great. But overall, the Cardinals haven't done a whole lot compared to what some other teams have done. That's not to say that they've taken a huge step back. Do I think they've taken a little bit of a step back from the end of 2021 to now? Losing Christian Kirk, Chase Edmonds, uh, just a Jordan Hicks, Chandler Jones. Yeah, I do absolutely. Um, but they traded for Hollywood Brown, they drafted the Train McBride. Cam Thomas, like they've got some guys, but where there's a lot more questions than answers. And I'm going to ask Omar Ruiz about that in the second segment. They got him at 19, which makes sense. It's about right. Now, there's this other number that blew my mind. Seth Walder, this is the act, actual NFL Football Power Index 2022. Um, this is Seth Walder put this together on ESPN. The rating itself, and I'm taking this from a tweet that he put out. So the reading itself indicates approximately how much better or worse in points that a specific team is predicted to be relative to the average NFL team on a neutral field. So if the Cardinals play a a random team on a neutral field, they are ninth in the NFL, according to this power index, they are 4.1 points better than the average NFL team. And I thought, I'm like, wow, this is super, like, it just how do you process this? First of all, now let me let me just put things into perspective. The Bills are the top at 9.4, then the Packers at 8.8, the Rams at 7.7, the Chiefs at 7.6, the Bucks at 7.4, the Cowboys at 7.2, the Charters at 6.2, and the Char- the Colts at 4.2, and the Cardinals are at 4.1. So this is kind of like the Richter scale example I use where a 4.0 and a 6.0, it's not just, oh, it's just two points higher. No, that's like a thousand times, I think more aggressive of an earthquake, two points up. So that's kind of like this here. Every point, people make and lose millions of dollars in Vegas by a half a point. So imagine, like, the discrepancy from nine points at the top to 4.1 where the Cardinals are. But ranking ninth in the NFL, that's good. So people smarter than me are seeing the offseason, seeing where the Cardinals are now, seeing how important Kyler Murray is, how important DeAndre Hopkins is when he comes back, how important Buddha Baker is, James Conner, you know, whatever. And they spit out this number. The Cardinals are 4.1 points better than the average team on a neutral field. You'll take it. Omar Ruiz coming up next. NFL Network. I don't want to wait anymore. I want to talk to him. That's coming up next. We're going to talk all things Kyler Murray versus Arizona Cardinals and this offseason, what the 2022 season could like, could look like. And I'm going to ask him about my Vance Joseph thought on if he's being if he's being looked going to be looked at as the scapegoat, if the Cardinals falter in 2022. I'm curious to see what he has to say. I was fancy locked on Cardinals. Omar Ruiz, next, first, bet online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's basketball players, which have been bonkers. Major League Baseball scores, baseball's happening, fights, and even next season's NFL futures, like the win loss for the card. Like, things are going to fluctuate so much you think for the cardinals from now through then bet online's got you covered for all of it BetOnline's Online's your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs esports and more go to the website or use your mobile device today uh, to learn more about the trends in action bet online where the game starts
2: this is david harrison of the locked on commanders podcast and this episode is brought to you by discover looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone
0: All right, second segment, Locked on Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. You know the drill. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. I went a little bit more analytical than I normally do in the first segment. Apologies, but it's got to be. It's just, the Cardinals are ranked a little bit higher than we thought with just numbers going into the regular season. And I know, I gave a disclaimer, numbers can be skewed and you know shown for all different types of points. And I just kind of laid them out. You can do with them as you wish. It's guest week this week. Monday was Mina Kimes. Tuesday, Mike Golic Jr. Wednesday, Matt Money Smith. Thursday, Kyle Odegaard, a little home cooking. And now I love this guy. Like He is a Matt Money Smith colleague at the NFL Network, but he knows Arizona Cardinals football. Than most other national media members. Omar Ruiz at Omar D. Ruiz on Twitter, joining me here. Dude, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate
1: it. Alex, great to be with you, man. Great to see you. And yeah, always fun talking Cardinals. In fact, I just did a radio show in Seattle and they asked me which team of all 32 are you keeping your eye most closely on heading into next year? And, you know, outside of, you know, the the Bills and the Chiefs and all the people that that are pegged to go to the Super Bowl. I say, I say the Arizona Cardinals because they are such a fascinating team in that I could totally see them uh, getting to the Super Bowl, playing, being the third team in a row to play the Super Bowl <laughs> in their home stadium. Yeah. And I could also see it going the other way. They go 5-12, and 12, and Cliff may be on the hot seat, and Kyler's situation, who knows what the heck's going on there. But the fact that you have two dramatic opposites – in terms of what their season could look like, and everywhere in between makes them such a fascinating watch heading into the
0: 2022 season. It's very selfish of you, Omar. It's very stressful for me, okay? (laughs) Can you just give me some damn stability? So, like, what I've always said about the Cardinals over the last – since Kyler's been drafted, it's like they're an elephant walking on a sheet of ice, and we don't know how thin or thick the ice is. So they could fall through. Yeah. And everything could go into this whole rigmarole of why did they just extend Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury when it could be a fireable offense, what we're going to watch in 2022. Or you're right, Kyler Murray could just supplant Josh Allen as the, ne- as the next quarterback to take that real leap. In, and Josh Allen did it in year three, but I think Kyler Murray was more ready in year one. So it's it kind of skewed that way. So let's talk about Kyler in the first segment. Thanks for joining me. You're going to be doing two segments with me now, whether you like it or not, because we're recording. Um, <laughs> We're going to do Kyler verse Steve Kime, as I mentioned uh in the first segment. And the Cardinals like who's right, who's wrong, if either. And then I want to talk about from Hollywood Brown to now, like a lot's changed, man, since the end of 2021. So we know Eric Burkhart plus Kyler Murray equals social media. That's the leverage. And then Steve Kime and Michael Bidwell, I say, are you know operating the Mesozoic era? They don't do that. They're brick and mortar. They don't do this Twitter sphere thing. Is either side right or wrong? Or is it just what they know and they're sticking to their guns of what they know? I think both parties are
1: justified in their stances. And I'll I'll explain both of those. Number one, mm-hmm. you have Kyler Murray, his first three years. He's Ascended every year, gotten better every year, more productive. However, every year they have stumbled down the stretch um, in large part because of injury to the roster, injury to himself. And he's not as productive as he is early in the season. He's been able to fight through those injuries, so credit him for toughness. But bottom line, not the same level of production um, at the end of the year than it is at the beginning. And that's got to be something that the front office and the organization, from their standpoint, is keeping an eye on number two in that regard. And in terms of the organization being justified in their stance is that when you pay the quarterback 40, $50 million per year as it's headed nowadays, as ridiculous as that sounds, but good for them for getting it and taking so much of the salary cap space there, there is the expectation that the roster won't be as deep. There won't be as many superstars to help that quarterback in that regard. So, one of the requirements of the job is for the quarterback to elevate the roster. um, In addition to have the all worldly production that we would expect to see from a quarterback making that, but to elevate the roster. So that way when they do suffer a a big injury, the quarterback is good enough to help sustain winning um, when you make that kind of money. And we haven't seen that yet from Kyler, not to say that he's not capable of it. He won't grow into that. And he, he may, be able to to show that in 2022 and kind of be all in and bet on himself and become that 50 million dollar quarterback to your point to grow the way josh allen did in that third year that maybe kyler does in that fourth year where he is now just a full-fledged superstar mm-hmm. here bringing it taking the cardinals to the super bowl but they haven't seen it yet the cardinals haven't they'll have a perfect opportunity to do it the first six weeks of the season without deandre hopkins i think all of us you know looking at it you know from the national perspective is that team sure took a nosedive as soon as DeAndre got hurt. And granted, Kyler had his own injury issue, and, and he came back pretty quickly, but you know, for several weeks there didn't appear to be himself. Um, so in that regard, I could see the, the stance of the organization being a little reluctant to pay him that huge payday yet without yet seeing him elevate a roster, but he'll have a chance early in the year. Now, from Kyler's perspective, he's done everything on the field you know, that, that a quarterback in his first three years, uh, from a production standpoint, you'd wanted rookie of the year, his first year, pro bowl, second, third year, um, was an MVP candidate early in the season in his third year. And, and, uh, and, and there's no signs of him slowing down or, or showing, um, any signs that he's not going to continue to grow. So from his camp standpoint, I say, Hey, when you look around the league, um, you know josh allen made a leap his third year and they handed over all that cash and and um you know i've you know for the most part to your point he did uh start a little ahead of the curve than josh allen did but he's done more totality in his first three years than josh allen did and and, and so why don't i get the big payday so i see both sides of it um as far as how it plays out i think you know one of the more but part of the fascination is that Eric Burkhart represents Cliff Kingsbury, too, who just got that extension. And and I don't think that was a coincidence that the sort of public social media post that he did, um, I think it was maybe a day before the King Kingsbury and Kime extensions were announced. Around the same time. I don't think that, that was a coincidence there. So, you know, the dynamics at play with that are rather fascinating. And how it all plays out will be, you know, certainly a storyline that that might dominate the headlines in 2022. And outside of all that, you know, that's the business of it, Alex. Outside of that, if if Kyler truly sticks to his guns and doesn't show up in the offseason, you know, for for a guy in year four um, to do that, I just think that's a hard thing to sell to the locker room. In terms of leadership and and being a guy that wants to get paid $40, $50 dollars. And we've seen Aaron Rodgers do it last year. He was unhappy with the organization. But yeah. Aaron Rodgers, a surefire Hall of Famer, um, Super Bowl champion, uh, you know, all worldly type of player. Tom Brady, you know, he's kind of been in and out of OTAs, you know, the, the back half of his career, but you know, obviously he's a seven-time world champion and, and all that. So for a player going to his fourth year to do it, especially when you have the considerations of not having D hop the first six weeks uh, incorporating Hollywood Brown and I know they're college buddies and and all that, but, but still Trey McBride, you know, you figure there to not be those guys there in the trenches there in the um, OTAs and all that, that, I think that would take a significant, um, have a significant impact for Kyler and and maybe the locker room, but, but maybe not we'll see, you know, you hear guys every year, Alex, they're asked about their, their teammates who are, in contract negotiations and they're always fully supportive of their teammates trying to, you know, do what's right for them and their families and their contract situation. So it might not be a thing, but, you know, in terms of gelling and, and the cohesiveness of a team, you know, formulating that here in April, May, June, uh, if he's not there that, you know, I think that that takes a tremendous hit.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Omar Ruiz at Omar D Ruiz on Twitter, NFL network. Um, Knows the Cardinals more than most national media members. And I'm really happy for, uh, you're joining me. Like, and there's one thing we're going to go to break here in a second. Um, I am in team, and this is 10 years away. Get rid of the rookie scale contract. If you're going to pay people, pay them, whoever, pay them whatever you want. And I feel like that could alleviate some sort of the stress because player empowerment is only going to get stronger. And what we're seeing right now is just the next quarterback who hasn't gotten a contract yet. Vying for a contract, and I think he should get paid all of Midas's gold. Alex Clancy, locked on Cardinals. Coming up next, they're going to have all of the offensive firepower necessary for Cliff Kingsbury's offense to work. In theory, do I believe that Cliff Kingsbury's offense? Do, do I think he's capable of running an NFL offense? I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he elevates uh, players as much as he should. There's a scapegoat already in place. There's misdirection. I'm going to ask Omar my my about my theory about who the scapegoat already is for the 2022 season if things don't go well. Alex Clancy here, Locked on Cardinals. Be right back. First, Bilt Bar. Okay. I got yelled at because I got too excited talking about the birthday cake uh, flavor of Puffs that I completely overlooked that it's brownie batter Puffs time. Okay. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, seven grams of sugar. It's like eating a candy bar for breakfast without the 40 grams of sugar and negative protein or whatever comes in candy bars. You know about built Bar. I talk, I talk about it almost every day. They're good for you, okay? 17 grams of protein. If you don't want to make your big breakfast, eat a damn built Bar. It's six bites. They're covered in chocolate. It's brownie batter. Remember when your mom was like, hey, there's raw eggs in that. Don't eat that. And you did anyways. This is what you can do in a healthy way. Go to build.com Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15. 15% off at Belt.com.
2: Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or Could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA and made Charles Barkley the first black president enter Wondery's newest sports show alternate routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors, Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports in these alternate sports realities. Dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, final segment.
0: Omar Ruiz from the from the NFL Network joining me, Alex Clancy at Clancy's Corner on Twitter. Follow the podcast at Locked On AC Cards. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Keep leaving your comments, even if you completely disagree with me. That's what I'm here for, and I'm an outlet for you to, you know, tell me I'm an idiot, tell me I'm a genius. Doesn't really matter to me. I'm here to comment one way or the other. Follow him at Omar D. Ruiz on Twitter. One of the best follows out there. NFL Network. Um, as we wrap up guest week here, uh, I continue to ask people. I, I Kyle Odegaard on yesterday, and I think it's more important to talk about this conversation with what I asked Kyle as opposed to the big picture stuff that I got with Mina and Golik and stuff, because they give the national perspective on a broader scale of what the Cardinals organization looks like. And I know that you've been a lot closer and obviously Kyle used to write for the team. So what I think, and I hope that things go, I hope that they can expound. I had them going 11 and six, even though the schedule is a murderer's row comparatively speaking, but if the offense sputters, okay, we know that the defense hasn't really been a focal point with signing free agents. And I think it's pretty obvious I think that there's a built-in misdirectional scapegoat of Vance Joseph going into 2022 if things don't go well. And I think it's extremely unfair. I vehemently just, I am a politician for Vance Joseph keeping this team in games defensively when the offense can't put together anything more than a 45-second three and out when they need to give the defense a break. When Chandler Jones went out, Midway through or early into 2020, and the pass rush got better. He got Hassan Reddick paid because he finally put Hassan Reddick in the spot that he was destined to play, that he was most you know conditioned to play. No, uh, no defensive firepower on them. Buda Baker, Byron Murphy, fine. We'll see Isaiah Simmons. We'll see Zayvon Collins. Kevin Peterson's a starting cornerback right now. Okay, so this defense isn't necessarily where it should be, even though they have their pillars in place. Is Vance Joseph? already set up to potentially fail and be the scapegoat if 2022 doesn't go well? Uh, I don't think so, because I think so much focus
1: will be on Cliff and Kyler and that offense with the, the contract and all of that, that it, it'll be hard to misdirect You know the scrutiny, the attention on, on the offense. And I, I think you know, the, the job that Vance will do will be an important one. They'll, they'll need that defense to contend in the NFC West, let alone the entire conference, and, and do damage in the playoffs this year, um, as opposed to just sort of being happy to get there uh, like yeah. they were last year. Um, but, but I think there is just so much um, happening with that offense, and the expectation um, that came with Cliff Kingsbury and the Kyler Murray um, pairing when they were brought in here in 2019, that I, I want to say they've been good, but they haven't been great. You know, I don't think it's sort of been justified, you know, number one overall pick with a, a sort of hand-picked head coach for that player mm-hmm. to thrive in the NFL. We haven't seen the fruits of that yet. Now it might happen this year. And if it happens, then it's probably because Vince Joseph did a good job, but if it doesn't happen, then I think there, there is just so much attention on Cliff and Kyler that I don't think necessarily that Vance would be, the scapegoat for that, but you make a good point with those, the contract extensions uh, for, for Kingsbury and And, and this, it makes me think back to last year. Maybe it was, yeah, I think it was last year when Pete Carroll and John Schneider got big, long contract extensions amidst all this Russell Wilson, another
0: head scratcher.
1: It was a head scratcher to me at the time. And for me, I interpreted that to be, well, that is still up in the air. We don't know which way Jody Allen, the owner, is going to go in picking the quarterback or picking the organizational front office. And obviously she picked the organizational front office, which was a head-scratcher to me at the time. But even furthermore, I just thought they did that so it wouldn't be an off-season distraction. It wouldn't be something that people were talking about. Okay, this is a lame-duck head coach. This is a lame-duck general manager. They're obviously going to go with Russell Wilson in the future. They just did that so it wouldn't be a topic of conversation. Obviously, it was and Russell Wilson was gone. So so when I first saw the Cliff and Steve extensions, I thought, okay, well, maybe this is a way that they just want to diffuse that, don't want to have that sort of elephant in the room being talked about all the time. But you see that you know, in the Seattle situation, that was a legit, hey, we're going this direction. And so learning from that, you think, okay, they are going to go that. So
0: it does give credence to your point. I just don't necessarily agree with it. That's fair. I mean, fair enough. And, and I, you know, this is all projection. I mean, this is all projection. Like if this, then this, I mean, I know the P's and Q's. I know all that, but. When you say might, I know I get like, there's so much uncertain. You can't, I understand the stability thing. I get it. You can't fake stability. And just because you give somebody a contract extension, doesn't mean that that lends to like, positive stability it could yeah. be Stockholm syndrome at this point mm-hmm. and that's kind of what we're experiencing it's like oh Steve kind people I don't understand the vitriol pegged at Kyler Murray like I, I get it he's not a perfect player he's 24 years old get off his ass this is the curve that normal young men that are playing quarterback go Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson screwed it up for everybody Justin Herbert they're unicorns it's not the same but with stability, I don't care about a lame-dunk quarterback. Make Cliff Kingsbury earn his next contract. I, I think he's clipping Kyler Murray's wings more than allowing him to have more frequency of the – I call them the oh-my-God moments. Like, oh, my sweet – what did we just see from Kyler Murray? I feel like he should have had more of those at this point, and I think that's on Cliff. Well, I like, think- and it's it's a tweak – but I don't think you should have got the five year. I think do it one more time. Do it again.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, you, you, that's, it's a great point. And, and to your point, you can't fake stability. And I think Michael Bidwell knows that, but I think he also wants to at least have the appearance in the organization that, you know, they do have the confidence of the organization. So kind of believe in the program, but I think he is, sort of, he does have the foresight that if it's not working, if it is fake, that he would be able to move on in that regard. So so I, I think, and, and he'd be willing to just eat, you know, whatever he would have to pay out if he had to move in another direction, if the whole thing just blows up. And like you mentioned at the very top uh, of our conversation, um, you, know, the, um, the, you know, the the know dramatic, you know, polar opposites and, and the stress that it all could be, so I think, you know, he would be there, but at least he's doing his part to bring that stability. But, but again, to your point, you can't fake it. And, and uh, you know, you're right. The, the whole, you know, it's, it's all on Kyler and Cliff and in and, and the vitriol and, and wh- whatever. I also think that, well, I know that Kyler, um, has battled through a lot of injuries, you know, that, that sort of, you know, aren't necessarily ones that go on the injury report, but he kind of toughs it out and and Cliff clipping his wings, you know, as you say, uh, is more of a protection type of thing. And I think that that is another layer there because people don't want to talk about injuries and being susceptible to them. That's another layer I think that's there for the organization. Um, about Kyler and maybe the reluctance to pay him that big money because we haven't seen him for a full season, hundred percent. And most quarterbacks aren't, but they're still able to perform at close to a hundred percent, you know, for the most part and Kyler, the way he plays and the way he's been banged up over the course of three, you know, seasons credit, his toughness for, for, but his style of play, if he's not a hundred percent, whether he's toughing it out or not playing through it, he, he's not as productive as he is when, you know, frankly, than when he's not, it's, it's easier for a Josh Allen, say at 6'5, 250 pounds, <laughs> if he has a sore ankle to be closer to his, you know, 100%, you know, maximum value than, than say a Kyler, when, when so much of his element is speed and explosiveness um, with his legs. And, and if you can't do that uh, when he's, you know, 75%, then that, you know, that's a big
0: factor there too. For sure. Omar, dude, thank you so much for doing this at Omar D. Ruiz. On Twitter, great follow, NFL Network. Um, Yeah, this is killer. I, I wish we could do this for an hour. If you want a co-hosting gig uh, for a podcast, I, I might be open to it in the next month or so. Um, Dude, thank you so much for doing this. Now that, that wraps up guest week here on Locked On Cardinals. Uh, I do have a bonus guy on Monday. You're gonna have to uh, follow on Twitter at Clancy's Corner, and it, it's just another A-lister. That's just what we do here, Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. I'll talk to you Monday.